0: Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Good morning, everybody. This is Benj Lyon. I am uh, coming to you after the Sunday message. Um, the first little section uh, was missed off the recording, so I just wanted to re-record this for you so you could hear it from the start. We are currently in the book of Colossians um, here at Living Rock Church in Market harbor We're looking at um, what our new identity is. Uh, Now that we're new creations, now that Jesus has not only saved us, but has transformed us and is transforming us. Um, We read in Colossians about the things that we no longer need to do, the things that we've now inherited. Uh, We read about the dynamic and powerful life that we now have. We find all this in the book of Colossians and we're going through Colossians together as a church. And this message um, also comes from the book of Colossians. We're going to be continuing in this series Uh, called For Such a Time As This. And I want to look today at something that is a part of our new nature now that we have found Jesus. And we find this in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 to 7. And this is what it says. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I'll read that one more time. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. That was Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. And today we are going to be looking at thankfulness. Um, how thankfulness is a part of who we are now and can become more and more a part of who we are. It's both something that we we are, but and we can become it as well. Um 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 says. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So we have this um, concept, this principle that whilst we are made just like God already, um, we are being made more and more like him. Um, We are transformed, but we are being transformed. And so we can say that thankfulness, it is part of who we are now, but it is also something that we can become more and more um, thankful the more we become like Jesus. So we're going to look at thankfulness today, being thankful, being full of thanks, thanksgiving, gratitude. What is it? How can we be thankful? What happens when we're thankful? Um, How can we live our lives full of thankfulness? If we go back to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7, and this is our key verse, uh, your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Um, That word thankfulness that's used in this verse, it's from the Greek word Eucharistia. And Eucharistia means gratitude. It means actively grateful language to God as an act of worship. Thankfulness, giving of thanks, or thanksgiving. And the first thing I want to say here is that thankfulness is something active. It's something that we do. Uh, the description of that Greek word there, actively grateful language. Um, we can't be passively thankful. We give thanks. It's something that we do. It's, it's, it's an action of ours that we, that we do. Um, giving involves doing something ourselves. So first off, thankfulness is active. Second off, thankfulness is an act of worship. You know, God created us to worship him. And one of the ways that we do this is through thanksgiving. And we'll talk more about this later. Um, I like that the the Greek, uh, the Greek word here, the description, it says um, that thankfulness is actively grateful language to God as an act of worship. And then the last thing, um, just from that, uh, from that key verse in Colossians 2.7, it talks about us overflowing with thankfulness. What does it mean to overflow? Overflowing with something is, is when um, there's something inside of us that's, that's so full that it has to come out. It can't be contained anymore. Um, if something that is overflowing, it means that the levels of that thing are very high. Um, think about a river overflowing water coming over the banks. Um, Overflow means spilling over, running over, pouring out. It means that we are completely full of something. And for us to overflow with thankfulness means that thankfulness needs to be something that is constantly practiced and nurtured and built up in our lives so that we're always ready to pour it out as an act of worship to God. Just like the woman who poured out her expensive oil at the feet of Jesus as an act of worship, thankfulness, it can and it will be more and more something that just has to overflow out of us because we're so full of it. And just as an aside, I really believe that if we can learn to overflow with thankfulness, that this will be a key for us to start overflowing more and more with the Holy Spirit, with his joy, his peace, his presence. We will overflow in speaking in tongues. Um, I believe that thankfulness and overflowing in that will be a key for the release of the overflow of the Holy Spirit. All right, so that's the introduction, and I'm just going to pass you back now to myself (laughs) from the past, and we're going to jump straight back into the live message. So, thankfulness is active it involves action from us it's a way that we worship God and it's something that should overflow in our lives and we mentioned earlier that it's it's now a part of our new nature Um, a little bit further down in Colossians 2 um, verses 9 and 10 it says for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and then verse 10 and in Christ you have been brought into this fullness So all the fullness of God is in Christ. And then Paul says, and you have been brought into this fullness. So first of all, he's talking about thankfulness, the overflowing of thanksgiving. But it's in the same context of the fullness of Christ, the fullness of God that we're brought into. So as we're being transformed and restored, being made into new creations, we become more and more like him we see that part of this fullness includes thankfulness. We find thankfulness in God and in Jesus because we find everything in them. <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is I want to give seven, um, have I described this? Seven things that happen when our lives are full of thankfulness or seven things that thankfulness does in us or seven ways that we can nurture thankfulness in each of these areas okay <clears throat> super practical not going to take too long over each of them but I want to try and paint this picture of what thankfulness can look like in our lives and how we can start seeing this overflow okay so I'm <clears throat> gonna have a little sip of water the first thing is thankfulness brings us close to God which is good um, and if you want to turn to Psalm 100 this will be um, probably quite a familiar psalm for most of us. <clears throat> You're very quiet. Is everybody okay? Here. Yeah? Do you need to say Shabbat Abba again? <laughs> <clears throat> Shabbat Abba. Psalm 100. When we nurture thankfulness in our lives, it it lets and let it become a part of who we are. We make it easy for God to be close to us. Now, Psalm 100 says this. Verse one, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord of gladness. Come before him singing with joy, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Who knows that phrase? We know that phrase. We sing songs about that phrase. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, fact. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So when we begin with thanksgiving, we enter into his gates. It talks about sheep. Imagine sheep coming through the gates because it says the Lord is my shepherd. He's with his sheep. We come through the gates like sheep. And how do we do it? With thanksgiving. We enter into his gates, we enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Psalm 100 helps us to be thankful by telling us what we can be thankful for. It says um, that the Lord is God, Jesus is God. Whole of the message. Jesus is God. He made us. This is what it says in Psalm 100. The Lord is God, he made us, and we are his. Um, We are his people, his sheep that he looks after. He is good, and his faithful love continues forever. If we thought of nothing else, Psalm 100 is really helpful in telling us what we can be thankful for. We can be thankful that Jesus is God, that we're his people, that he loves us, that he looks after us. It's all we need to know, really. Um, Psalm 136 makes it even more simple that's the psalm where it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his faithful love endures forever. And then it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is God, his faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, blah, blah, blah. He says, he's, he's the God of gods, He's the Lord of laws, the creator, the Redeemer, the God who parted the sea, the Savior, the one who sustains us. He's the God of heaven. Basically, He's the God of everything. He's so massive. It says, Give thanks to Him. And then it says these phrases and says, His faithful love endures forever. Why do we give thanks to God? The very simple thing is his faithful love endures forever. That is the crux of the Christian message, the gospel, that the faithful, unfailing, never giving up love of Jesus Christ goes on forever and is for every single person. And we can all be thankful for that. We can all be thankful for that. Whoever wrote that psalm, they're really trying to labour the point. It's like every single verse: His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to God, but give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Um, Paul in uh, one Thessalonians three nine, it says, "How we thank God for you." Same same Greek word there: thank, actively uh, active language of gratitude. How we thank God for you because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. So we're talking about we enter God's presence with thanksgiving. <clears throat> um, so similar to Psalm 100. The moment that we start to thank God, we begin to enter his gates. That, that's how I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> the moment we start saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you love me. I'm starting to enter into the gates of my shepherd, the presence of God. And we can do this anytime. time. Um, practical tip. When we wake up in the morning, we can thank God. We can start our day with thanksgiving. What better way to start your day than entering into the presence of God? I mean, what, like, what else do we want to do? Please do that before you get your phone out and start seeing what you've missed on Instagram. You know, let's be real. A lot of us do that. But before we do that, how about we open our eyes and we say, thank you, God. It's another day. You still love me. I'm still here. Um, I said this the other week, but one of the things I've started doing is also at the end of the day, the last thing I do, after I've said goodnight to Kim, I'm lying there with my eyes shut. And uh, actually, I'm probably like this because that's what I do with my arm. Um, And I I just start thanking God. For anything and everything. Because I find that the more I thank him, the more i am he's with me. I'm in his presence. Because that's what the word says. So, thankfulness, it brings us close to God. If, if, I, if I stop there, that's a great, great reason to be thankful. But I'm going to carry on. Number two, thankfulness brings peace. Um, one of my favourite verses in the Bible is Philippians 4. Six to seven. By the way, any any references? You're welcome to look it up. I'm just gonna whiz through. But Philippians four six seven. Um, don't worry about anything. We're like, all right, Paul. Easy for you to say. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But don't worry about anything. Instead, so rather than worrying, do this: pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him. Same Greek word actively grateful language of worship thank him for all he's done So instead of worrying pray about everything tell God what you need thank him for what he's done then so in this in this verse there's like there's an instruction and then there's a promise so do this and then this thing will happen you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. Has anybody ever experienced a peace that you just can't understand? You have. Like, how amazing. Do these things. Pray about everything, tell him what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience peace which goes beyond your understanding. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So this is a promise for us from God. Um, Pray about everything. Like, read that as talk to god (laughs) let's not like overcomplicate things praying is just talking to god tell him what you need and thank him it's all part of the same thing very often we read prayer and thanksgiving they go together a lot of the time in the bible prayer and thanksgiving it's because thanksgiving is something that we do when we talk to god like i i have to talk to him to thank him (laughs) um Colossians 4, two. devote yourselves to prayer. So John read this earlier, I think. Where's John? John, you read this, didn't you? Um, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That's the same word again, the same Greek word, thankful. Um, so we should be those who include thankfulness in our prayers. And if I could just say this, when we pray, let's make sure that the ratio of please to thank you is... Balanced. It can be so easy anytime we pray to come before God and just like, please, please, please do this. Won't you do this? Can't you do this? You know, it, it, a little bit like when you have a child, it's like, please, 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 please. After a while, you're like, <laughs> But part of our maturing as those who are coming into more of the fullness of Christ, which we talked about earlier, is we're thankful, not just please, please, please. It's not wrong to say please to God. You know, it says tell God what you need, <laughs> but it also says thank Him for what He's done. Let's get a good balance. Number three, thankfulness is good for our hearts. Oh, I'll say that again. Thankfulness is good for our hearts. We need good hearts. Um, the opposite of thankful. According to Google, critical, unappreciative, ungrateful, disappointed, bitter. Critical, unappreciative, ungrateful, disappointed, bitter. These are all things that don't need to belong in our hearts, especially now that we're new creations. We're focusing on what it means to be a new creation. What's my identity now? I'm not a a bitter person anymore. I don't need to be. I'm not an ungrateful person anymore. Um, Those things are not found in Jesus. And everything about who I am now is found in Jesus. Um, So those things don't need to be part of me. Who wants to hang around with somebody who's ungrateful, um, critical, you know, grumpy? (laughs) Not me. Um... One of the things that thankfulness will do is it will change our our attitude and our perspective and therefore our hearts. Um, Julian has a phrase which always stucks with me. I don't know if it's your phrase, Julian, or somebody else's, but Julian always says, "Have an attitude of gratitude." Last week, Stephen, an attitude that's altitude. This week, have an attitude of gratitude. And it's so helpful. It's simple. It rhymes, but it's helpful. How is our attitude? Um I was thinking, like, what's some practical examples of how we could change our attitude? Um, <clears throat> for example, um, if it's my turn to get up with Hope tomorrow and she decides it's a great idea to wake up at 5 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. or whatever, I could go into that situation I'd be like, ugh. I do not want to wake up at this time. This is awful. I'm going to be tired all day. Um, I'm just going to sit there like, you know, a little bit in a zombie state and just, you know. I could approach that or I could approach it with thankfulness and I could say, do you know what? Thank you, God, that I have a child. Thank you that I get to spend time with her. Thank you that I get to discover more about her this morning. Do you see how it's different? It's, just a, it's a change in attitude. It's a change in heart. And when we approach things that way, it helps us. It helps our hearts be full of thanks, not bitterness, disappointment. Um, thankfulness, it will transform us from being miserable, grumpy, critical, bitter, cynical, and sad people into happy, joyful, encouraging, affirming, loving, giving people. And I hope for us all that we are the second type and we can become the second type and leave the first type behind. Um, as I said, earlier, sometimes we need to shift our attitude from please, please, please to thank you, thank you, thank you. Number four, thankfulness makes us like Jesus. Um, <clears throat> Ephesians 5, uh, 1 to 5, I'll, I'll read it all. It says this, Imitate God, therefore... In everything you do, because you are his dear children. Thank you, Lord. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He's a good example, and uh, we should try and follow him as much as we can. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Verse 3. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Verse four, obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, things that come from your mouth. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness, same Greek word, to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. So part of being more and more like Jesus the, the question is, what's coming out of our mouths? We said earlier that thankfulness, it's something that has to come out of here. It starts in here, but it comes out of here because it's active, isn't it? It's something that we, we do with our mouths. Um, Luke 6.45, the verse that says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, we know that our words carry the power of life and death. That's what it says in the Bible. Um, I was reading these two verses this week, Proverbs chapter eighteen, verses twenty and twenty-one. Um, I mean, this is this is strapping, guys. This is like hard-hitting Bible truth. Are you ready for it? The, 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 just to, this may cause a check in some of us. That's okay. Like we're here to be changed. <laughs> Proverbs 18, verse 20. From the fruit of his mouth, a person's stomach is filled. So whatever comes out of here fills your stomach. He is filled with the product of his lips. This is is the truth of the word. What comes out of here, your mouth, fills your stomach. Verse 21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, those who love whatever comes out, will love. Um, those who love it will eat its fruit. We have to be so careful of what comes out of our mouths, and the things that come out of our mouths is already what's in our hearts anyway, because the word says, "Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks." So, if we fill ourselves and let thanksgiving come out of our mouths. That's the opposite of things that bring death. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to complain and be angry and let cynicism or bitterness, I'm not going to let those things come out of my mouth because I need to guard my heart because whatever is in there is going to flow out from my lips and then it's going to feed me. And I don't want to feed myself with bitterness. I'm going to be sick. (laughs) So are we those who encourage and love and build up And thank with our mouths, or are we those who criticize and argue and tear down with our mouths? If we let either of these things come out, so we will be filled with those things. Is everybody okay? Yeah? When we choose to let thankfulness come out, we become more and more like Jesus, and we're filled with him more and more, which is what we all want to be. And interestingly, that verse in Ephesians, it finishes by saying that essentially, um, if you are, what does it say here? Um, You can be sure that no immoral, impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and God. Just before that, it says instead, let there be thankfulness to God. So I would like to suggest that if we are thankful, becoming more and more like Jesus, we will be those who inherit the kingdom of God, which is awesome. All right, number five. Thankfulness to God is a declaration of his lordship. Um, And as I was thinking about this, I was just thinking, how much do we let our children, families, colleagues, those around us, how much do we let them know that we're thankful to God for what we have, for what's going on in our lives? Um, James 1 Uh, Verse 17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. Psalm 16, verse 2, I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. So every good thing comes from God because he is good. That's his nature. Every good thing comes from God. So when good things happen in my life, do I attribute that to God? Maybe not as much as I should. But the more we can help our children and our colleagues and our families, the more we help them hear from us that, you know, we've got food on the table. Maybe we say grace. We thank God for the food on the table. Um, somebody gets a pay rise. You know, your employer's given you a pay rise. But I thank God for the pay rise because every good thing comes from God. Um, I'm healthy. So I thank God for my health because every good thing comes from God. And the more we let people know that it's God that we're thankful to, not just my employer, not just the fact that I'm running that's making me healthy, but we're thankful to God, the more we're thankful to him, we're declaring to everybody that he's the Lord of my life. Everything comes from him. He's my provider, and my sustainer, my source. We should let people know that. Because then they'll see him as that. Yeah? God's given me health. So if you need good health, look to God. Number six, Thanksgiving can unlock blessing for others. Your public Thanksgiving can unlock blessing for someone else. Um, there is a power that is released when we share testimonies of God's goodness um, and when we thank him for what he's done in our lives. We attribute our blessings, our healings, our miracles to him. Um, it stirs faith in others, and it makes way for blessing to flow in their lives too. Um, many of you will, might have heard us tell the story of, of our, how we got our house. Amazing blessing from God. We received financial blessing through individuals, but we thank God for that provision because we trust that he spoke to those people that gave money and, um, and we prayed to him first and we said, God, would you provide? Um, we've told that story to a number of people and at least three or four other people have experienced the same miraculous provision in the same way because we told them the story and we attributed it to God. We thanked God. God provided for us. And they've heard that, and they've taken the, the blessing that came, and they're like, I received that for myself. And the same thing happened. Not kidding. People have received checks for loads of money and bought houses because they heard us, I believe, giving thanks to God for what he did, which is amazing, isn't it? So I encourage you encourage you, when something good happens, tell people. <laughs> tell people and tell them that it was God who healed you or provided or saved or whatever he's done, tell them it was God because faith will come and he will move again in the same way. So my last thing, and I'm going to ask Ethan to come up at this point, if that's all right. Um, We said earlier that thankfulness, it's an act of worship and we're going to finish here. And I would like us to, um, to put this into practice, if that's okay. Um, we're made to be worshippers. That's a part of how God has created us. He made us to worship him. And part of worship is bringing something that costs us something. Um, the first mention of worship in the Bible is when um, Abraham and Isaac, is it? <clears throat> Abraham goes up the mountain of Isaac. God basically says, sacrifice your son. And that word there is the same word as worship let go to the mountain, sacrifice your son, and uh, this is an act of worship. So up there go to the mountain, and he's literally, dagger in hand, he's about to go like that, and God's like, stop! I'm just checking that you are worshipping me. And so, part of worship is, is bringing something that costs us something. If I'm anywhere, and worshipping God, and it is not costing me anything, I'm wondering, like, am I actually worshipping God here? Or am I just keeping up appearances, or enjoying it for the music, or or whatever? Worship costs us something, and this is known as sacrifice. It's something that we choose to bring, even if it hurts us a little bit, or it's uncomfortable, okay? And this is, like, this is a, a tricky thing for a lot. Christians because we don't like being uncomfortable <laughs> we're creatures that like comfort we like to sit in the same seats each week we like to eat the same meals on Mondays <laughs> you know like we, we like to be comfortable and um, but God calls us to be those who are willing to get a little bit uncomfortable because it's an act of worship and obedience to God when we're facing tough situations what do we choose to do? Um, do we choose to complain, moan, get angry, or do we choose thankfulness? Now, I'm not saying that we're thankful for trials or thankful for difficulties. That's not what I'm thankful for. But I'm thankful to God regardless of the situation. Um It often feels very easy to be thankful when everything's going well. You know, we we come along like, who's had a great week? Yes, and I want to thank God for it. It's not very often that we say, who's had a great week? No, but I thank God, you know, we don't hear that very often. Um, But when we're facing these situations, what what do we uh, choose to do? Yes, it often feels easy to be thankful when everything's going well, not so much when things are hard. But when we choose to come before God with grateful hearts and give thanks, oh, it's gone the um, in the hard times, that's when we're adopting a true posture of worship. Um, we lift our eyes off of ourselves and onto him. That's what thanksgiving does. Thanksgiving stops me from looking at me and my situation, and you know, and I'm not dismissing that times are hard, like I've gone through hard times, we all go through hard times. I'm not pretending that that's not a fact, it is a fact. But thanksgiving, thankfulness, a heart that overflows with that, it lifts my eyes. I lift my eyes, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Um, there's an old song which I we're going to sing in a minute by a chap called Don Moen written in 1990 which is when I was born and the words are this give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One. give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son and now let the weak say I am strong let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us Words. Simple song, but good song. When we lift our eyes to see Jesus and see what he's done, really our only response can be thank you. That's our only response when we see what he has done. Because of Jesus, we're strong. Because of him, we're rich. He deserves the most heartfelt. Overflowing thanksgiving from us in all circumstances, at all times, not just when things are going well. Um, when things are going well, sometimes we think it's because of what we're doing, our own strength, um, our own doing, and we feel good about ourselves. Like a pat on the back. When things are going well, Benj. Um, when things aren't going so well, sometimes we're like, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing anything? And he's like, I'm here all the time. (laughs) You know, every good thing comes from God. Luke 22, 19. The Last Supper. Um, It's Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. Was about to die about to give up his life for you and for me and what did he do he broke bread showed his disciples this is what you do to remember what I'm about to do until I come again and he gave thanks I mean what a posture of worship you know to come before his father and say thank you Lord because he's showing us what to do he's about to put himself on the cross for us and he gave thanks He saw beyond the trial Beyond the suffering And he saw the glory that God had in store So thanks is something that we give It's an act of worship Something that you give away from inside of yourself And we can and should give thanks In all situations Not for all situations But in all situations Good and bad, easy and hard, happy and sad our situations change we go through different seasons in life, the good news is that God never changes. He remains constant through it all, which is why we can thank him in all situations, because he never changes. And I think this is the key for us. Um, when we choose to be actively grateful. In our lives it will unlock blessing in our lives and it will transform us and make us more and more like him so there's two things i'd like us to do thanks for joining us today search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching